Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider Crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 63. We are back at PCA's national headquarters with Manny and Damon at the table, and of course, Robert Forsyth at the controls. How's everyone doing? Good. Is, is today pod packing day? Uh, no. Next week. Oh, dang That's it. That's next week. Next week. Uh, we were going to get out it can't, of that. It can't thing. be pod packing because I've got to build uh, a topiary wall for Charlotte <laughs> for the for for the store. What's that word mean? Uh, so it's like a greenery wall. You know how she like oh, she yeah. likes to have that greenery wall. Yeah. Well, she's been like pinning it on shelving and all this kind of stuff, and she found something on Pinterest or TikTok mm-hmm. or something to it, and she sent it to me. She's like, "Can you build me one of these?" So, yes, I will, after the podcast, go get the materials to build a topiary wall for PCA. Nice. More importantly, for Charlotte. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, let's get into uh, what we did last week. Um, Manny, you, you're up first. Well, let's see. Uh, last night, I went to the um, Porsche of Hunt Valley Grand Opening. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh, it was uh, very nice, very uh, well attended. Um, we saw Joe, Joe Lawrence, Lawrence, the yeah. COO and executive vice president of PCNA. Um, they had Joyce Jordan was there. Nice. The area marketing manager. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, the, um, flyer said heavy on hors d'oeuvres and they were, they yeah. had uh, filet mignon sandwiches. Whoa. Yes. Fancy. It was, uh, very, very well done. Nice display of vintage cars. Uh, Jim Rolpeck helped, uh, Ooh, curate, that's uh, nice. The car that's the 3.8 RSR. Next to it is the uh, TPC Racing Agilon car. It's the one Damon we saw in the showroom that hadn't started for oh, like yeah. 10 or some years since it won the 24 hours Daytona class. Yeah. And Mike's got it. Uh, uh, he fired it back up. He fired it back up and um, yeah. got it running. So they had that on display. A lot of neat cars on display. Um, and it was a uh, it was a fun event. There was... Um, uh, Good to see that uh, beautiful looking facility. Yeah, we have a uh, Silver Spring had theirs a, 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 like a month or so ago. And it was good, great to see that uh, the dealerships are thriving so well in the uh, Baltimore metro area. How's the inventory? Were there a lot of cars? No, uh, not yet. <laughs> That's um, what's amazing to me. Like all these wonderful facilities yeah. are being built. And there's, I think they were all like pre-owned inside the showroom. Not enough cars to fill them. There up. was though yeah. uh, a customer. Uh, this is if everybody's watching YouTube. Um, they, they had two ladies. This one walked around with champagne glasses around her. Uh, it's she like had this wow. contraption. It's like, like around, a champagne dress. Around yes. It looks like one of those old style dresses with the hoops. I, I wanted it's to really... ask her. Uh, what was the job description? <laughs> <laughs> were you expecting this? They told you you're going to dress like a princess, but they, they say you would be surrounded by champagne glasses. So she know. walked around, and you basically grabbed the champagne glass off her So fancy. Um, they <laughs> had another have a- one. I think uh, Roxanne, my wife, took all these photos. They had uh, She stood on the box and looked really tall, and she also looked like a princess. And they had an artist. That was a, uh, a uh, member's. Uh, GT3 RS uh, oh. that we um, that they ordered with the uh, Carrera RS tribute package. Nice, it's my favorite. I love the green with the white on on those cars. Which comes with uh, with an NFT, one of the uh, option packages. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, you get the what, what NFT, is... a uh, scale model of the car, a matching wallet, and a 
color matching keychain, I think. So what's the NFT actually? I guess of the car. So, but is it like a photo or a like? Uh, so what uh, I'm like learning, a, like a number series or like, well, you know what NFTs are, right? So I the, mean, it, you might get a thing, and actually, I have somebody who is part of or has a portion of NFT who's writing an article for PCA.org that will be explaining all of it. But the thing, the NFT itself, I mean, maybe that has value as an image or whatever it might yeah. be, but it's the stuff you get around it. Like invitations to special events, mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the, it's not the actual NFT thing. It's everything well, around. Maybe it. that NFT, but not all NFTs. Not all of them. No. Mm. See, see, I don't know what I'm talking about. I need to wait till that article comes out. Yeah, yeah. NFTs. I, I first heard of them, and I, I don't. I'm by no means an expert, but I guess about three years ago, maybe, where I was working before, um, they came out in basketball cards. And yeah, I remember you telling me, me about that. Yeah. Saying uh, these are now they're called NFTs. And he was explaining it to me, and uh, it seemed very bizarre that, uh, you know, you kept it, like, a, you had a file of it, but you didn't really have, it's not something that you hold in your hand. But was it, mm -hmm. when you say file, was it like an image of something? that had like image, a, It was a base, like, like a serial a, number? A, like a baseball card. Yeah, but on your but, computer. But on your computer. You saw it. Yeah. And uh, and he said, and he, and he showed me right then, he, like, he bought a packet, yeah. and he, like, opened it in a packet, I think there were three of them, cards, and he opened them up, and as soon as he opened one up, it said on the bottom... What they're selling for, if uh, he could put it on the market right then and say, "I'm selling this one. I'm going to keep this one," and uh, it's so back to this this car. What is it they got as an NFT? Is it an image with the serial number? I, I would I would imagine it's yeah. They have a limited run of oh. uh, these NFTs. Oh. Um, he didn't seem too impressed because <laughs> <laughs> originally he contacted me because he couldn't figure out the price because uh, what the uh, Porsche advertised as the price for, with the Corral RS package, uh, the price he was offered was higher and there was no additional dealer markup. Mm, on the, wow. So I sent one to Mike, an email to Michael Tam, but I never heard back if Michael's oh. listening as to what uh, what the uh, extra car charges, what was the standard on this car that they ordered. Um, but anyways, uh, they're happy to have it and they had the oh. display at the uh, at Porsche of Hunt Valley. Very cool. And there's the other lady with yes, uh, looks like a slip and slide in front of her. And she dress. stood there, God bless her, for like three hours. And oh what was gosh. the the black tarp in slip front of her? Slip and slide. <laughs> it does look like a slip and slide. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what the message That's... or what the uh, deal was there. There was also I didn't even go to, in the far corner. Um, I, Roxanne told me there was a mannequin, and it looked like this one right here is a person. Yeah. So it looks like a mannequin you find in any. Porsche yeah. design that an actual store. person. That's yeah. an actual person, person oh, standing there. But you walk by and he said he would grab your hat or like reach out to you. I'm scared of it's like the, the Jesus house out of horrors people. Yeah. at the local. <laughs> you know what I love about all that is that's a niche market to offer for events. I will put someone standing there. Yeah. I will have someone wearing a champagne dress, and I'll have someone stand on a box. And there's an X dollar that goes with that package. Like, that's pretty so, so cool. What's the event planner thinking about anyway? Like, what well, but, <laughs> we're talking, I mean, obviously it works because yeah, it works. We, it works. I think we're, we're, we're going to see this we're, at Parade Day. We're, we're talking so random, about it, right? right? It's so random. And that's why I'm not an event planner. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. How about you, Damon? Oh, you did some. We, we were talking about you on the last podcast because you were in the basement doing things. Yeah. Well, I wasn't actually in the basement. I was working in my front room uh, of my house, but. Over the course of two days, Thursday and Friday uh, of last week, um, 
I was having the basement waterproofed. So my basement, when I bought the house in 2016, I knew that it was a rainy day when we had the inspection. I knew it had some leaks, but it only leaks when it rains like an inch an hour or something. But I knew I had water issues and some spouts coming out of the walls when it mm. rained really hard. So it was time, many years later, to get this done. They, they dig up the French drains, which at some point my house had basement work done, mm. probably decades ago. But they dig up the French drains, put in some new... PVC pipe or whatever they do in their mm-hmm. system. These sheets over the walls, which keep things like water spouts from getting onto the floor. It'll go down into the drain system. Mm. And uh, yeah, not cheap. But if I had any recommendation for new homeowners or, or people who are looking to fix their basement is don't go with one quote. Always get more than one because the first quote was like $20,000. And the next one was seven thousand, which is so. What all I went that with. water now leads to a sump pump. Now, yep, two sump pumps instead okay. of one, and the 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 pad out outside of my basement you saw has new concrete. That also has a new drain, which goes inside the house mm. and gets pumped out of the sump pumps. Wow, you know, and uh, away from the house. So, so yeah, I should have a a dry basement from now on out, and I can put store things on the now ground instead of like uh, lifted on a pallet or you know. In plastic bins, which I've had to do for now, a while. usable space. Yeah, more big stuff to basement. Store. We yeah. had our house built thirty years ago, and of course, the builders used the cheapest sump pump you can get, mm. and the sump pump went up after a year and uh, flooded the basement. Mm. A year? Wow! Yeah, wow. it was really cheap uh, sump pump, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and so the uh, insurance company looked at it and said, "Yeah, this is a really cheap sump pump. You should just go get a good one." Mm-hmm. And and it didn't. I mean, it, it didn't flood it like it was. Uh, it was like two inches of water, but that's enough to damage the carpets and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh, so I go to um, the hardware store, and there was a row of about ten or fifteen uh, sump pumps. And I just remember measuring the I measured the diameter of the whole sump pump hole, and I went all the way to the most expensive one they had, <laughs> which is this cast iron, huge. I remember I can't remember how many tens of thousands of gallons this thing pumped. Huh. Yeah, uh, but I told Roxanne, I said. This thing would have saved the Titanic. They would have had, it. <laughs> and it's been in there, I think, for probably like twenty years. And it's, that's what uh, I was thinking fine. about. I have the, uh, you know, I'm going to knock on wood, so excuse the noise. Yeah. Um, but I have the original sump pump in my house, mm. and um, what's what's the lifespan of a sump pump? I don't know. Yeah, it depends it how much you, if it is being used or not. Some yeah. houses are not; the basement isn't fully. My basement's fully uh, underground. Yeah. Yeah. And so it uh, does run a lot. I guess, uh, well, when it rains, it runs a lot. Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's other houses where, you know, I've talked to people when they say, I I think I've heard my sump pump one time go on. Yeah. Yeah. So So one thing is, you know, thinking about replacing it, but then also replacing it and adding like a battery backup because when heavy storms happen and the power goes out, and of course, you're like, there's sump pumps electric. That's when you need it the most. Yeah. And does that so. I hear there's options for that. So, anyways, yeah, that's uh, we've got that. That'll show. be custom home ownership. Down home the road. ownership. <laughs> but uh, you did get uh, behind the wheel of the car. Yeah, twice since um, we last. Uh, I was last on the podcast, so uh, we had a sunny day at Chesapeake, which, if you're watching YouTube, is is here now. And uh, I thought I was ninth. I think Manny mentioned that, but uh, somebody, I guess, at the very last run. Uh, Got my time, so I was tenth. Ah, uh, that's fine. 10. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I kind of aim for top ten overall. That's sort of my goal. Whenever see, I see there's houses being built or there's condos, 
It's like Laguna Seca. That, that got my attention because uh, they weren't there last year. I don't remember seeing them last year. I don't remember year. seeing them ever that so I think over the winter. Yeah, it, it, my, my first thought was, boy, are they going to be surprised one Sunday or Saturday when they <laughs> hear these cars screeching around the parking lot? Yeah. Somebody was telling me, I mean, so Laguna Seca comes to mind where people move in and they know that's happening. I and think the, somebody was saying that part of the contract for living in one of those houses is that events go on mm-hmm. and they can be loud. So hopefully... Ripken stays how it is. Yeah, but yeah. we'll I see. Mean, Homeowners win those they, battles. They may. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they, they will probably send a letter saying that the cars have to be muffled. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. So this run that we're watching on YouTube, it was a uh, my my run was a little over sixty five seconds, so over a minute. That's a long course. Long course. That's nice. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting better. My car. I love my car. Um, and then uh, this yeah. last weekend, I did a yeah. And then I, uh, yeah, a nice super, celebration. Super, super fun run for me. I knew I had done well. Um, but then I autocrossed with SCCA, also did well. And then I was on Facebook mm-hmm. um, the uh, the other day, and something popped up about somebody in street touring hatchback, which is my car had been classed in street touring roadster. So SDR, SDH, and this person was asking about, so I have nine and a half inch or wide Nine and a half inch wide rims, nine inches wide is the max for STH. And I think he also said he had a lightweight flywheel. So somebody chimed in, well, how about you just go to nine inches wide and you stay in the same class and you should be able to run a lightweight flywheel. Somebody else came in and said, well, if it doesn't say you can specifically run a lightweight flywheel. Then you can't have a lightweight. you can't have one. And I'm thinking, wait, I swear when I was reading the rules, clutch, pressure plate, lightweight flywheel. So I went back. Sure enough, all of 2022, I was actually should have been running in a different class, SSR, because they don't allow the lightweight, lightweight flywheel. So now you have a Chesapeake stock special. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And then this year, I ran the autocross, and um, a base Cayman used to be an STR, along with the 986 Boxster S. Now it's STU. Mm-hmm. So uh, much, much faster cars than STU. So... My car is not part of a class anymore. I'm just going to have yeah, fun. Yeah, and, and you know, that's that's a tough lesson. There's a lot of people that, you know, get started in autocross and they get, you know, mod happy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They get sticky tires. They want to upgrade this, that, and the other. And they don't take into consideration that when you make these changes, it yeah. bumps you up in a class. And now if you don't care yeah. and you don't care about placing, ranking, and you just want a car that's super fun to drive, then that's fine. Yeah. But for those that want to be competitive in a class... Staying stock is the easiest way, right? Then yeah. you're just, you know, driving like cars. But yeah. then if you start modding, you got to read those rule books. Yeah. And know that the rules can change. Yeah, rules so, can change. Which yeah. they did. Yeah, like Loanne's car is like the the, the worst that happened because <laughs> it went from a 2.5 to a 2.9 just because the engine was built. It wasn't like purposely done for performance. Mm-hmm. But that car is thrown into a class with like crazy modified cars because yeah. the displacement has changed. Yeah. So it's a fun car. <laughs> Man, he's looking at me. Yeah. What he, what's that look for? Is that what you're autocrossing Sunday? Uh, no. I, so I autocross the. Thought you were like preparing excuses already. No, 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 no. I, I run the 996 just because it is specific in class. So, but it doesn't matter for BMW because I think when you are a non non mark. Yeah. Not being to a market, you're like just go by together. SCCA rules. Usually, you're just or lumped together or whatever. But yep. I'm just honestly, it's I'm probably I haven't driven so long. It doesn't even doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, let's see. So it was it's been beautiful here in Maryland. So uh, I took the opportunity to the the other day. I went to use my um, my electric pressure washer, which I absolutely love, and uh, hit the switch. 
silence. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. I Isn't was like, that the benefit of electric? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it is when it runs and it's quiet. But this didn't even turn on. I'm like, darn it. But it has been like five years and and it's been trusty. So I was like, okay, well, here's an opportunity for maybe to get a new one. Like, what are the odds, though? So they have these GFCI things on the end of the cord. I'm like, what are the odds that that thing is bad? So What's I plugged GFCI? it. You know, it's like the reset, like on the wall of your oh, outlet. Oh, yeah. A but reset it's actually, button. Yeah, reset button, but it's actually on your on your your um, your cord. Oh. And so anyway, so I plug it in, and you can see the light on the reset thing. And I hit reset, and it's clicking, make all these noises. But I didn't see the light on the, um, on the uh, electric pressure washer. So I'm like... Maybe this thing went bad. So instead of going out and buying a new one, yeah. I bought a, uh, a replacement one for 20 bucks oh. and wired it up and all is good. There now, go. felt felt good about myself that I fixed it and didn't have to go buy a new one. But um, others have said if you have a, the reset thing um, in your garage or wherever you're plugging into, you can just wire like a straight normal plug. Like I didn't even need to mm. actually buy the thing. Like I could have just bought a regular three prong plug yeah. and just wired it up and and done it but anyways yeah it, it, it was there to start with i figure there's a reason and uh, for 20 bucks yeah now it's good to go and it was a beautiful weekend ended up washing five cars that uh, sounds horrible <laughs> my worst uh, nightmare you know but i really did look forward to washing justine's car because there's no better way to tell a condition of a car than washing it because how many cars she's hit out in utah no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, I, I went through her car. I detailed the engine bay. I took out scratches. I, you know, steamed the interior. Just did all that stuff. And it's looking pretty good now. Nice. For 220-some thousand miles. For an Acura MDX. Acura, yeah. And uh, I did, you know, all those miles coming across the country. The last two days of last week was nice, and I wanted to not be in a car, so I did get to ride the bikes, which was nice. So I rode the, the V-Rod and the Ducati and to work, so that was cool. Um, and uh, my daughter turned 21, and for her birthday, I sourced a... Because Manny said, are you going to put a subwoofer? You sourced the Kager? No, no. <laughs> we did go out for drinks, and that was that was cool. It was kind of weird, but it was kind of cool yeah, to go yeah. out and have a I drink. I don't think it's her first drink. Yeah, it's not her first drink for sure. <laughs> but my first drink with her, and uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely cool. But um, she wanted to put in the subwoofer and amplifier from her cruise into her MDX. But with the setup the way it is, and um, anyway, so I, I, I found uh, a powered 12 inch subwoofer that's a little slimmer that'll fit nicely in her car so i went and grabbed that for her from uh, some dude in rockville nice. <laughs> some shady you some know. shady transaction yeah. <laughs> we get back project 964 from at speed i gotta finish the stereo I that know, thing because the porsche classic guys are gonna look in <laughs> yeah and probably make a comment about the that's radio that's not, not installed correctly <laughs> yeah so actually in the 964 the radio is actually done it's the um the 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 door speakers on the driver's side are done I didn't do the right side because I wanted to do pictures and photos of that one. And then the rears just need to swap out the speaker. So, mm-hmm. And then it just slides all back in. So should take a couple hours. Nice. Yeah, cars back then, it was much easier to do speakers. You know, So much in, simpler. So much um, DIN radios yeah. and, yeah, everything is straightforward. Um, but speaking of the 964, it's getting a little bit of a makeover right now? Yeah, it's at uh, Ceramic Pro up in White Marsh. They're getting... Um, they're doing like four days of uh, paint correction, 
and the ceramic probe. So we're going up after the podcast to uh, capture some uh, content. Uh, I can only imagine. I love single stage paint because it's so thick, right? And mm-hmm. you know, with their magic, and then they're going to put another layer of ceramic on it. And you never right. put a paint meter to that card, did you? Because he said they yeah. they do a paint meter before they start, yeah, mm-hmm. to see what areas they can work on and what other mm-hmm. areas they got to be careful yeah. with. Someone has been someone has been on that car with a polisher before because yeah. there's some He's there's sure. some of the edges were worn out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe because the guy parked it outside or whatever and tried to bring it back, but yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. It's going to look gorgeous, especially yes, with will. the wheels and uh, the ride height now. It's all squared away. Yeah, it looks Get really good. And then hopefully nothing, it handles well. Nothing rubs. Nothing so, rubs. And you've got some you've got some upgrades coming up, too, mechanically for that car. Now we're going to put the, before we finish, we're going to go, or before we go out west, we're going to put the big uh, blacks, which are basically big reds, but when, instead of red calipers or black calipers. So what are the blacks from versus the reds? The reds were the 928 GTS. And that was the black ones. And the turbo Correct. was the uh, red ones. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Nice. Black, black is a, well, it's a red car, so red would work, I guess. But It'd be too much red. But yeah, but black yeah. black calipers are something to be said. You know, just not And what, what about the rear calipers? They uh, get upgraded too. So the C4s came with um, a four-piston calipers that are were a little bit tinier than the fronts so the sides of the pistons mm-hmm. um because the c2s for two years came with only two piston calipers in the rear mm-hmm. um but we're upgrading to 993 calipers in, in the, the rear, rear. yeah oh cool and no change of the um the uh um what do you call it? The um, master cylinder. Master cylinder with the no. Uh, yeah, and I've read in forums where they say, "Oh, you got to change a master cylinder," but I, I've raced one of these for fifteen years with that setup, and mm-hmm. I never had a problem with the pedal. Okay. And a lot of people who, who have done it will say, first put it on and see if you don't like to feel the pedal." Yeah, I didn't feel anything different at all. Yeah, but, uh, and if it's a slight upgrade, you know, like when I put the Porsche brakes on the Golf or swap the Cayman R slash S brakes onto the Cayman. Like yeah. they feel fine. You know, there's no performance. Yeah, I guess it there. depends on the volume. Cause I know like you go to a six piston caliper up front, then you might. Yeah. Consider. Well, oh, I mean, <laughs> back to my modding days in my yeah. Mustang, I went from a, like, I think it was like a 59 millimeter or 60 millimeter to like a 73 millimeter, like Lincoln mm-hmm. caliper. Mm-hmm. And it was like the pedal travel was like, <laughs> like I had to go to like the bottom Can't of the pedal move that travel. Fluid. Yeah. It just, it's, it needed, a lot more in that so yeah but cool can't wait to see it all come together yeah same all right so let's um let's talk a little bit about recent videos um the first one up is gt cars at spa and the two instructors there were such amazing uh ambassadors for the brand they're they were mm-hmm. funny and uh you know they they're they're so easy going in the video and it's it's too bad I, I don't like have in-car videos with them. Yeah. But they almost have like a dual personality because yeah. when you're talking to them and just hanging out with them, they're happy, go lucky, whatever. But when they're on the track, they are like <laughs> fierce as anything. And yeah. and and that's like I'm sure they're not even doing ten tenths, but seeing how they drive in the rain, in the dry, like it's they're pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, it was very cool. They uh seem to have good camaraderie and you could tell you know when they were going back and forth like if you're watching the youtube version of the podcast now they had a lot of quips there was one where they were uh comparing a gt4s versus a gt3 and um yeah, yeah it was a funny little spot yeah they they definitely have a lot of 
humor. If they're not social media stars now, they probably should be. <laughs> so did you did you did you catch the term itchy itchy rear itchy end? Itchy rear end. I was thinking, should I, I bring a tent? No, people are gonna they're, they're gonna hear that and I'm, like rewind. So 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 they weren't the only ones that were saying That's it. Like a thing the, out there, then. it's it's a thing in Germany. They were just talking about how the car behaves and how it's itchy the car is it, rear end is itchy, meaning it can you know move around yeah. on you and stuff. And I wonder if they meant twitchy. No, no, they said itchy. itchy, but I mean, I, I, I wonder if they heard the word twitchy, but oh, I just heard itchy maybe. when uh, some, somebody said twitchy. And well, twitchy is kind of like more than an itch, right? So a twitch is like, oh see, god, an see. itch is kind of like, yeah, it's a little rear end. I can say my rear end's twitchy here. It means something totally different. <laughs> my rear end's twitchy or itchy? <laughs> twitchy or itchy? Yeah, I could see how if they heard twitchy at some point and it, somehow the translation was lost and it became itchy in Germany, maybe. maybe. I think that's what happened. I, I think they purposely. I mean, I, I think it's on purpose. Yeah. Anyways, they we should ask cool. him. We, now, at the if you did if you didn't watch the end of the video, and I know Michael Tam went through this in in the Tech Tactics video too, but he goes through all the individual settings for the suspension in the GT3 RS, and there are tips actually, for yeah what to do, tips and and what it means to change mm -hmm. this setting um, on, on all four or all four knobs or whatever that that's mm -hmm. on that car and. Honestly, I was pretty amazed while filming seeing him go through all of it. So if you haven't checked the end of that video, definitely do that because that's a treat yeah. to see how it's all set up. And, and the thing is knowing how to set it up, but then also knowing how to choose the right setup, right? Like mm -hmm. that's only the you, you can mess things up. Like if you think, mm -hmm. oh, you know, you want it harder or softer in, in the front or in the rear and rebound and... Yeah, I can see. Yeah. If you're not a, a a specialist, you could mess up the settings. Yeah. Of your oh car. You might... my god! Yeah, <laughs> it's much easier though than having to put your car on a lift to change the settings and then realizing they're messed it up. Is, it right? is. It that, is. That's but, the beauty of that car. Yeah. Well, just look at when I set our ride alignment, ride height on the nine six four. How off I was. I yeah. was just going by looks. It looked you know? cool. Yeah, it looked cool, but it was <laughs> rubbed. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Mike Levitus uh, from TPC. I think he raised it like 10, 12 millimeters up. Oh, really? <laughs> he was having a heart attack at how low it was. Yeah. Um, and to me, I'm thinking my race car is lower than this. Man, he's going low rider yeah. style. But, but it was the front to rear, I think. The race. Well, the race car also had when my race car had much stiffer springs, and so it um, never really moved. Um, it didn't that, rub. Uh, yeah. it, it never never rubbed like it was rubbing with us. But mm -hmm. yeah, uh, the adjustments on the RS. Wow, I mean, yeah. when Michael Tam said they're hoping that, that there'll be some crowdsourcing and people share their uh, settings. Um, yeah, absolutely, because otherwise. <laughs> yeah. yeah where do you start unless you're unless you're like someone like a mike levitus who has raced on the team has had his team set up these uh settings on his car uh i raced for 12 years so but i never raced so one of the mainly, things when kind of we were you know you've you've been on, on a shaker rig or your car has been on a shaker rig mm -hmm. i saw the shaker rig at uh, kw suspension and they have files for certain tracks so mm -hmm. i mean this is a totally different level of setup yeah. this is like money's no object setup but could you imagine if you said you're going to run at laguna and they have the file for that track setup yeah. you put your car on there and they run the test and they see how your car reacts and then you can just digitally on yeah. the steering wheel change it to match the rhythm yeah. of the track like that's actually that's i mean <laughs> i wonder if we could source a gt3 rs Take it to Olin's, and uh, they. I wonder if they'd charge Match us this it. time for it. But yeah. uh, but you can't. Yeah, they they have the different tracks, and it's set up per car. Yeah. So um, or specific cars, but I bet you we. 
I bet you we could I do bet, that. I bet you they already have. Settings. I bet you know, like most most you know companies, they get customer cars in. Like mm-hmm. um, KW is a perfect example. When I was there, there's probably a dozen cars there that were customer cars, mm-hmm. right? So they get these customer cars in, and they get like raw you know base data, mm-hmm. and then I guess they think about what they can improve. And then you refine it at the track. And then they refine yeah. it at the track. So and well, I wonder how do you upgrade the suspension on a new gt3 rs like that's the only car i've ever seen where well, like i that, wouldn't mod anything you know you know who has the answer to that who's that monty no Mont- yeah monty's probably got the secret sauce yeah to figure it out depends what, they're gonna... what you're going to use it for yeah i mean yeah. if you want if you no longer want a street car yeah then yeah you start making uh track uh you know heavier springs yeah um, yeah uh, thicker roll bars uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, short of well, making it not street legal though like i get I feel like you would mess up whatever Porsche's done. I would not touch a single thing on that yeah. car if I owned it, especially for Oh, my God. I would take money on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be the easiest money I would make. I might add a I'm subwoofer. I'm not going to touch anything on that car. Manny, I've been pretty good lately. I've been pretty With good. What car? What car of yours is not modified? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's yeah, a good point. True. But I said if I had a GT3 RS, I wouldn't modify it. Yeah, or, or that's probably not TPC's DSC Sport Controller, maybe, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, it is. It is. We did. The question w- is, will the ST have those adjustments? I don't know, Vu. Will the ST? Do <laughs> you know the GT2 RS will? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. will the ST? You know, the ST mm-hmm. is supposed to be essentially a. Uh, you know, in my mind, I, I I look at it as a touring version of the GT3 RS, meaning no wing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still all the. Uh, underbody or or 911r version new 911r yeah but regardless will it have those um, adjustments because at some point um all the track settings are going to become public knowledge mm-hmm. and people will be able to immediately say okay i just read on this forum that uh, i got to make these adjustments before i go out and uh, uh you know that every track is going to have these uh, adjustments right. to what people think worked and what didn't work uh, but will the um will the sc have that well, it's a technology that doesn't have to be just motorsports. I can see why you would want those suspension adjustments and diff adjustments and traction control just for driving a back road. Yeah, like, or, or or take it a step further. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is GPS based now. What car were we driving? Oh, re- what car were we driving recently that it remembered that it needed to lift at this? Particular yeah, the, the nose lift systems on. I yeah. think all Porsches now so, are all GPS, GPS, right? So apply mm-hmm. that to a gt3 rs or Can whatever you imagine if they take that gps technology for wheels so if your better half is notorious for curving wheels <laughs> man that it, it would know or if you yourself i'm gonna forward this episode wheels. to roxanne just so that you can have cold cold turkey for <laughs> for dinner would you uh would you if, if why can't they have technology where you know, as as the person is turning into the curb, it's going to curb the wheel. The Those car, little wires that stick it, out, it, <laughs> but updated version of that where it has sensors and it immediately break, yanks break, the break, wheel break, out break, of your break. hand and won't let you curb the wheel. There's, I I'm mean, telling you, there's something to be said for that. Manny, yeah. you should apply for a patent. I yes, sure. yes, the marriage saver. The marriage, yeah, saver. The marriage saver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, again. They have the technology, right? Mm-hmm. So they could apply all these track settings or you could maybe it's a subscription setting where mm-hmm. if you buy this car and you want the track setting subscriptions to 
wherever you go, these are the recommended settings for Laguna, recommended settings for Summit, recommended Daytona. It, it'd be and interesting if somebody tries to monetize it because, you know, that's going to be out in the oh, open yeah, on so, forums oh, really yeah. quick. Uh, it's, yeah. People are going to share all that information. No. Yeah, perhaps. But uh, anyways, um, uh, thank you to Damon and Will for putting together a, uh, uh, a happy birthday to uh, Dr. Wolfgang Portia. That's something that uh, we pulled together pretty quickly. Um, we had a few of our national staff and volunteers wish him a happy birthday. And you all stitched a, a nice, nice video together for him. And we sent it over to his office. So thank you for doing that. Yep. And uh, the last podcast uh thank you all for your comments on the road trip i really appreciate it it was definitely a memorable trip with justine um lance asked a question we did talk about the spider rs and he had a wonderful suggestion for the fall raffle what i can tell you is that's a wonderful suggestion for the fall <laughs> raffle and uh, a wait and see uh, i will do my best uh, to make sure that uh, lance you are not disappointed very cool. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> wink, wink. So it's the second prize. Um, does it really matter? Well, what's the, what's the... well, usually if you if you follow the recipe, just like well, Porsche's coming out with cars, right? Like so, this one, this current one. Uh, a reminder for those of you that haven't bought your GT4 RS raffle uh, tickets. Uh, raffle closes May 31st. And we actually have a GT4 RS as the grand prize, first grand prize, and then the second grand prizes are Cayman uh, GTS or Boxster GTS. And right now we're up to five vehicles. And we keep on selling, G not selling, but raffling off GTSs? Yep. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, we keep. Mm -hmm. I remember when they were all base models after the grand prize. Yeah, no, we uh, we stepped cool. it up. It's um, so the, the second prizes are GTSs. So for the fall, if, wink, wink, if we get the... Um, the Spider RS, then you know, second grand prize cars will probably be something along the lines of, you know, maybe a GTS or 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 T Spider RS and, and and then spiders. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's no, no, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So, anyways, uh, we 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 keep the the faith and we keep asking. And uh, Porsche has been really good to us, and hopefully, we'll make mm -hmm. it happen for the fall. But they're not making any more spiders, right? It's just the RS, isn't that? Oh it? yeah, true. I think. No more, no I, more GT4. Yeah, no, no more GT4. No, no more spiders. spiders. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. So we'll see. We'll see. That was a topic of conversation at the grand opening about what we talked about on the podcast was the people who have spiders. Do you just keep them because they're manual mm -hmm. versus uh, having stepping up to an RS? You know, I said, yeah. I said, well, you know, that's a lot to be said about if it's the less manual spider um. i just watched a video by uh one of my um favorite U youtubers uh zygreen and um he said that the spider the se the regular 718 spider might be the best car he's ever driven so i mean an rs you get pdk it'll be faster maybe it'll sound a little better but i don't know is it a little too much for the road i don't know if you have the opportunity to get yeah. one, get one and enjoy it. And those yep. of you that already have one, you know, hooray for you and just enjoy what you have. Yep. Um, I did get a call from Peter. <laughs> he listens to the podcast. He's like, dude, <laughs> why are you calling me out? No, just kidding. He was like, sadly, you are absolutely right. Like, I haven't really been able to put miles on the car. Yeah. Um and, and he goes, I he goes, I appreciate you saying uh, about keeping the the uh the, the manual spider. 
But then he ends it with, but I'm still, you know, tossing and turning whether or not I should get the RS. I'm like, yeah. first world keep problems. The, keep the uh, spider and get an ST. Oh. And the spider RS. The ST is going to be supposedly manual, too. Yeah, supposedly, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh... Here's the thing. If you have an in with your dealership to and you can get all of these cars, and I know you know money doesn't come flying for everybody, but it, man, it gives you so many opportunities mm-hmm. to other things that like I, I I would think Peter is pretty high up on the list with his dealer. Mm-hmm. That he should just buy everything what they offer him and then drive it for a year and you know if they want it back, sell it back. But then just staying on top of that list because then then one day yeah. when that car you really want comes available. Yeah, you you're it. you're in line and you can get it because I think if you stop buying, then you kind of fall down mm-hmm. the bottom of the list, right? Well, whatever the next supercar is, the Porsche will be able to sell it for whatever they want, yeah. Because people are going to factor in the exclusivity of being able to buy new models, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the 918 circle that no one. I feel like five years after the 918 out. was just only 918 owners got. Well, that's what still is. Dick. I mean, uh, still is the huh? person yeah. who who got the GT3 RS. Uh, um, at uh, Hunt Valley, they were um, affiliated with the mm-hmm. 918 Circle Group, and uh, they got I, th- I think there it. will be, I think there will always be sort of like, you know, the GT Circle, and and dealers have their favorite customers and stuff like that. But the 918 Circle and what they offered with that package, I would say that is an end of an era. Like that, that they did that because I think they needed to because. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't. They, 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 they weren't selling. selling. They yeah. weren't selling. So they're like, let's put a, a package that people are, you know, can't. They d- can't not they buy it. Can't not buy it. <laughs> and they did, but then they had to fulfill it. But I think all of us here know, like those people got such an amazing package with it that mm-hmm. I think in the long run, they're like, well, now that we're they're in the position that they're in with all the cars and people are selling, I can't imagine that that, that sort of circle is going to happen. Again. And that didn't really set in until. Like a year or two afterwards, when newer models started mm-hmm. coming yeah. out, nine eleven R, people started realizing, wait yeah. a minute, what's this nine eighteen circle that these <laughs> yeah. people are getting all getting these cars? Because originally it was like, okay, you get VIP parking at an event, you get this. Not, it was kind of like the NFT coming of the car. It was yeah. like I don't know, it's just something extra that they they give you. And then when the uh, exclusivity of being able to but, buy these cars, but then and, they realize it's the golden ticket. Yes, and right. being able to flip them and like, holy cow, people were like. Uh, yeah, that's um, and the people evidently if you kept your nine eighteen because technically the nine eighteen circle the time period is done with. Yes, because that's why they told us at uh, Rensport that we don't need we don't need to save parking for nine eighteen circle that that's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know what I heard last night was if you still have your nine eighteen that you originally bought, mm-hmm. that keeps you at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe that. Yeah. All right, let's get into Porsche news. The first one is uh, Porsche and Cadillac. I didn't watch this race, but man, what an opportunity lost! I feel like yeah, they were having brake problems um, Mm. with the uh, with the nine six three. But once again, look back uh, five months uh, to Daytona twenty four hours, and where it looked like all the hope was lost on this car, and how how far they've come in just uh, that short time period where they're contending for an overall win. Um, and again, the Cadillacs are pretty formidable cars, and they're and they're going to Le Mans. And you know they were um, uh, the fact that they came in second, and they and they were on the they were within with I think six five seconds at one point uh, mm. most of the race. Uh, 
that it was a good race. Yeah, kudos to uh, IMSA. Um, it, it was not like a uh, like the um, WEC where it's a full lap lead and mm -hmm. it's not exciting. Uh, this stuff was going on and anything could have happened. Uh, but Porsche got second. They uh, won GTD, and I think they got third with the uh, FAF car and GT uh, Pro. Yeah. Nice. When yeah. I say opportunity lost, yes, the 963 came in second, but we also have to remember that both 963s got first and second, you know, for qualifying, and they, they blew that on the very first lap. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm. Going the very first turn, I believe, oh. they both understeered off and had to work their way back up. So... Them getting, or at least one of them getting back to second place is pretty amazing, but you always wonder, what if they hadn't blown that corner? I do have a Cadillac question. So, the Cadillac Racing, what's this do for their brand? Like, do you, do you think there's loyalist Cadillac fans, or is, are they just picking up the Chevrolet GM fans? I think with the new, the new Cadillacs, oh. um, uh, and kudos to whoever, I don't know the names, the marketing of Cadillac, uh, the old stodgy image of uh, a Cadillac that it used to be. Mm -hmm. They've done a great job of erasing that. Um, Cadillacs are desirable cars. You know, they're Especially not like the, CTS the black wing. It's, yeah. uh, it's um, like, I'm not a big follower of Cadillacs, but mm -hmm. I've seen that, uh, you know, the brand has really improved as far as the imaging. It's not an old man's Not car. your grandfather's Cadillac. No, yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and it probably started over a decade ago when they started world challenge mm -hmm. racing. With the CTSV, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it became a formidable car. And and to go back to where Cadillac was racing at Le Mans originally, mm -hmm. this is like a, this is their throwback to hey, it's our turn to win after celebrating 100 years of Le Mans. So that's cool. Um, I, I think Cadillac probably has a better chance than Porsche has, uh, at least with the uh, WEC running at Le Mans. I would love anything can happen at Le Mans. Yeah, uh, we saw that back when we uh, we were we were losing to Toyota, and then at the second to last lap, uh, they, they had a mechanical, and we won. Um, and there's always hope. Who knows what can happen? Uh, but it's going to be a very very tough uh, Le Mans for. Uh, Speaking for of Le Mans, Porsche um, Porsche Cars North America came to us with some packages that are available if you receive eBreak News. Um, you'll see that Porsche opened up some pretty amazing uh, packages for attendees to go to Le Mans. And uh, Roberts has thrown up. If you, you haven't subscribed to eBreak News or Performance News or Mark Fresh News, you can do so at PCA.org. Again, I think there's only like nine of these packages available. And um, if you're headed to Le Mans and you want the ultimate Porsche experience, you know, take advantage of it. I think if they send over their favorite podcast personalities, hmm. that will improve our, uh, it's our three of nine spots. Our, our yeah. popularity in France. Well, how do we rank in France? I don't know. We got to look that up. I don't know. Yeah, let's we see. could increase it. Let's see. I'm so I'm looking at this here and um, at the, uh, the the PowerPoint of the slideshow, which I don't think Robert has um, access to. So I'll just read it. You get so on Friday, June 9th, You know, you arrive. You have your check in. You have a get together barbecue at Porsche Curves on Saturday. Um, you get entertainment and experience programs, guest programs at the Experience Center and the Porsche Curves and the Pit Lounge. Then the race starts and then, yeah, you're basically catered to the and, whole weekend. And you, and you know they're going to pull out all helicopter the Helicopter rides. They're, uh, they're going to pull out all the yeah. stops because it's the anniversary, right? So yeah. it's... Um, helicopter yeah. rides, grid walks, Ferris wheel, cart rides... And many more. Honestly, I was very surprised yeah. that they had a few slots left and offered it up to us. So 
Can, yeah. uh, Good luck. It's amazing goes. that that event is sold out. When I heard sold out, I figured it meant the hospitality. I'm thinking, well, it's huge. It, Spectators it, sold out. General admission. Holy moly! Is sold, sold out. out. So it's the only first way time you can ever go they now. said that it's yeah. been sold out. Wow. And yeah, when somebody uh, called the national office, yeah. and I thought, uh, and I said, I have to check. I said, I, I, I can't believe that general admission sold out. It's got to be the uh, you know VIP hospitality. VIP. Nope, general mission is uh, hundredth yeah. running of Lamar and seventy fifth oh. anniversary of Porsche. There you right? go. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. It's um... so if anyone goes on this package, you guys have to, uh, you guys and gals have to promise to take some photos for us and send it to us because yeah, exactly. obviously we're not going to be there. But um, hopefully you can. Evidently, yeah. that's the way to go to Lamar's the VIP. If, if you, you can think? afford it, this is probably the best <laughs> experience. I'm not you can a camping get. person. It's a, it's a and, bucket list. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was listening to a podcast. Uh, and they were describing the different areas, uh, the, the British version and the yeah. Danish, and the, that the Germans were like the best, <laughs> the most nice. organized. Uh, but it's uh, needless to say, if you can get VIP with um, mm-hmm. with housing included and uh, you know, ferrying and everything, that's the way to go. All right, this next one, sort of uh, news item, sort of blew both Damon and my mind. Uh, 1.3 or was it 13 billion? I was like, is that's like, more of my, my brain stops at 1 billion, so yeah. I don't know what's going on at this point. <laughs> Euro, too. Euro, Euro, Euro yeah. Yeah, uh, Porsche SC, the holding group. Uh, so this is the one that, um, uh, that the family uh, was set up that has their share of Volkswagen share of uh, it has like all the other parts of Porsche in this uh, holding group. Um, they did pretty well. <laughs> is essentially the the long and short of it um they're able to pay off their loan it sounds like early they got to, to buy the shares when porsche went public um yeah porsche uh doing well um which we've reported in past podcasts as uh, paid off uh, handsomely and uh yeah they uh said following the successful um uh let's see paint uh Placement of a loan of 2.7 euro in 2023, um, it will be repaid upon receipt from dividends from Volkswagen. So it's. Um, yeah. I wish I could take out a loan in 2022 for millions or billions of dollars and pay, pay it off the next year. 2.7 billion dollar loan. Oh man. <laughs> so with all the talk about profits and paying things off, it kind of stings a little bit when you hear about prices also going up. Yeah. Right. And you hear, you probably hear that the most, Manny, when people like write in and emails and stuff about, oh, you know, limited cars, you're making record profits and you're still raising prices on, on, on your customers. Yeah. People are paying. I mean, and people are, it's business, I, y'all. I, I know yeah, what Porsche did. They yeah. looked at the ADM being charged. In fact, that people are paying and they said, our, our product is worth more than we're pricing it at. Mm-hmm. And we're going to raise it. The price up there, what they're doing is doing what the market uh, can absorb and yeah. they're raising the prices because obviously people think it's a deal uh, no i mean and, you remember and, when and, the gt4 came out the first 981 and they were selling that base msrp eighty four thousand dollars like that was what lot, i thought that was a lot back then <laughs> i thought that wasn't enough back then <laughs> oh, but no, i, I mean they're, they're sort of starting to, well nowadays like it came in gts 4.0 i believe is more than that Pretty sure. It's so it's so weird to think that six figure cars is like a yeah. normal. Price the only thing down. it can mm-hmm. affect, uh, in, I guess, in the trickle down our club, is that uh, you know for our PCA, um, the entry level car has always been a used Porsche. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what most members join the club with, 
and uh, we certainly don't want the used Porsche to get out of reach out of young people. Mm-hmm. Speaking of used Porsche, did you see that one locally? A fairly decent, mild Boxster Red for like sixty five hundred bucks. That the one with water damage? No, it didn't say water damage. The one I saw one posted on our chat, and it was red. Oh, does that water? This one? I don't know. Does that water damage? So this was on a Chesapeake chat or something? No, or? this this no. one is uh, on our local PCA, not PCA. It's a local Porsche forum called Dorkafus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it might be the same yet. one. Oh, it has water damage. It, it was, uh, it was, it was. Well, the guy put a new uh, ECU. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, it, and so someone was just asking what else could go wrong. Um, <laughs> well, the the good news about that car is yeah. there's only one ECU in, in the bottom of that thing. If yeah. that's if that's the case. But anyways, um, proud of myself. I didn't. I didn't bring it home. <laughs> I saw it and I left it there. Left yeah. it on the page. Yeah. Didn't. Didn't send a response. Yeah, but that that's even crazy. A, a water damaged. If that actually is the case, a water damaged nine eight six for sixty five hundred bucks nine eight nine years ago. My God, like that. You couldn't sell that thing. Uh, you know. So I don't know if it's that car. Manny's showing me on his phone. But the car that I saw, it was I parked at the guy's house. It has a salvage title. Oh, it has salvage um, title too. I don't know. I don't know if that's the same car. Yeah. Prices for everything. I mean, it looks kind of similar. Window left down years ago, got rained on, but has a new chip and it runs fine. Yeah, for sixty-five hundred bucks, that could be a great. Here is five thousand. Five thousand. Yeah, very good. So I don't know if it's the same car, but man, yeah. What they say, the most expensive thing you can buy is a cheap Porsche. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about upcoming events. Uh, Manny and crew uh, opened up the volunteer registration for RunSport. Yep, kudos to Levi McCoy, our registrar. He uh, he taught himself how to use Motorsport Reg. <laughs> Basically, I told him because uh, I was busy doing some other stuff, and I said, you know what? I said, if you have time, call up Motorsport Reg, and uh, they're really nice people to walk you through it, and they did, and he got it all set up with uh, Sharon Nidell. And uh, so you can go to, um, if you go to Motorsport Reg and just type in Red Sport Reunion, uh, we'll pop up. It's uh, the volunteer um, to help out uh, uh, PCA for any of the four days or all four days, whatever you can, uh, you can offer. Uh, where it's, it works mainly around the um, corrals and the Porsche plots, which the last time was known as Cayman Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also will need uh, help around the, um, the racing paddock for our club racing group. And the uh, Concord, which is on Saturday. So, um, yeah, you get a T-shirt and a poster uh, if you volunteer. And yeah. that's, that's the event poster, so you can do the math. And it's, it's just fun to be the, well. in the core. I mean, that's, 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 that's what we people. do. We just meet way. people, you hang out, and after a day or two, you just, like, you get... Yeah, it's it's the best I mean, way. To I, I love parking it. the cars because you are uh, good you to know, see everyone. Greeting everyone as yep. they're coming in and they're parking the cars, and of course everyone's in a great mood because they're. It's like like it's like when they're arriving to Disneyland or Disney <laughs> on World, the tram. You know, all the kids are happy. <laughs> everyone's happy. You don't want to be in the parking lot when they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, because then they're all sad. It's <laughs> like tra- it's like being on the airplane leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. You know, not not the happiness anymore. Yes. Uh, on the way in is good. On the way out is not everyone's so, tired not so and cranky. Yeah. Um, good news with uh, Treffen at Sea, uh, the cruise that uh, will be sailing December 9th through 16th. Although we have not really turned on the marketing machine for it, uh, we are already sold to the same level of last year's cruise. So we already have wow. 600 people ready to sail with us. And we have until now, until December, 
to get more people on. And I think uh, uh, when we're at parade, a lot of people will see sort of the amenities that are um, mm-hmm. included with the cruise. And I'm sh- my goal, I, I, it, it'd be cool to see a thousand people on yeah, the cruise. That, that would that'd be, be cool. pretty cool. And I, and I totally think I that is the boat hold. Oh, the boat holds like probably 3,000, 3,500. So, I mean, we would be a large chunk of, um, you know, those that are at sea, but not, we won't take over a boat. They would love to see us take over a boat at some point, but I don't think this year's the, the, uh, for that. All right. So, uh, September 20th will be Treffen to Gateway to the West. Registration opens after parade, which is June 28th. And let me remind you, if you haven't done a Treffen before, you know, you want to register the day that it opens. The Treffen Gateway to the West is also at a Ritz-Carlton. So I don't think I have to share with you much about the Ritz-Carlton experience. It's a pretty good hotel, right? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so so I think that one is also going to, for those of you like the, the amenities and the, the experience at a Ritz-Carlton combined with the Treffen this one probably is going to be one that you want to sign up. Uh, Did you guys quickly. get the survey from Porsche about travel? No, uh, I got it. Uh, I got it yesterday, and I uh, I screenshotted one uh, part of it. Let me see. Um, I might have uh, gotten it, but I haven't opened it. If I did, so <laughs> it, it's uh, it basically uh, the, the the crux of it is they're they're trying to um, determine whether or not um, you uh, there's interest in doing a, a their version of a trepping. Uh, the mm-hmm. difference being they provide the car. Um, Said so they do. Mm-hmm. They um, Okay, so they've done that in the past, the Porsche Travel Club. Yeah, and I guess they're asking yeah. specific questions. Like um, they asked uh, uh, what influenced you to um, uh, help you decide to go if we had a sports personality, a, a TV personality, uh, a fashion personality. Yeah. Cooking, I put no, 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 no until uh, – I think cooking, I find it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> cooking, yes. <laughs> but then I wrote in there, racing driver. Yeah. That would uh, that would be cool to have lead a tour as a factory race car driver. Um, then they had stuff like, uh, you know, a, a side events. Would you want to have painting classes, cooking classes? So can you imagine kind of- you go there and the cooking personality is Guy Fieri? <laughs> He's usually normally in a Camaro. So uh, putting him in a drop top. Portion. Yeah, that would be pretty that cool, actually. I, 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 I actually would like to meet him. I would like theory. to meet him. <laughs> that doesn't seem what, like would line up with Portia's Here, here's style. The thing. Here's the thing. It's cool that they send you the survey, but mm-hmm. honestly, the people at Portia are so well in tune in, of their the demographics and who they represent. And because what they're going to offer is probably going to be very limited, I would guess that anything mm-hmm. that they do is going to be well received. Well, the price point was funny, too. Um, I chose the lowest price point because that was like uh, five fifty five hundred dollars a person. I think. Yeah, mm. you know, it's it's so a, the it's point. A the point I brought it up was uh, Treffen's a great deal. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you bring your own Porsche, uh, because they uh, they will uh, uh, they do a great job winding dine you. It's a Ritz Carlton. You have great camaraderie. Uh, if you want to drive someone else's Porsche, the Porsche Travel Club is perfect for that. Whether it be in the U.S. or overseas. Uh, here's the, the screenshot they were asking me uh palm springs santa barbara and i'm gonna butcher ohio. that oh hi oh hi i guess that's near you should know how to pronounce that jay i didn't that looks that doesn't look spanish <laughs> oh hi california <laughs> oh hi is that near palm springs and santa uh, barbara no it's north of uh los angeles mm. well, in, the, in the mountains same area yeah. Yeah. well from the east coast that's all the same area yeah <laughs> 
Now, Palm Springs is much more east. Let's I'm looking see. forward to the... Hopefully, I can get out on some of the drives at Palm Springs because I, mm-hmm. I remember, again, that was a Joshua Tree area. It seemed yeah. like it was like... You Best like, roads ever, and there are no trees. You can see around corners. The roads don't have potholes. It's, it's, it's perfect like it's out perfectly there. paved, mm-hmm. and like the scenery's like it feels yeah. like you're on the moon. Yeah, it's really, no. but it's crazy. I feel like the sun. I have, a, <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling. I have a feeling I won't be able to uh, um, go on the tours because it's just an all day thing, and hopefully I can autocross. But I might go on late night drives. You know, uh, yeah. The only thing we can usually hope for is yeah. like you go out to the uh, departure area and like you head out with them like in your rental car yeah. and then you go for like maybe half an hour or so and then you turn around and come back and they yeah. continue on for the rest of the day yeah i'm bringing my porsche so purely so i can yeah. maybe get some some of those roads at nighttime you're you're gonna do the trip that i've always wanted to do oh, yeah. which is coast to coast mm-hmm. um so good luck with that yeah i can tell you i i you know with the recent recent uh drive with justine just you know bring stuff and be prepared yeah i'm bringing stuff for sure yeah yeah and uh don't 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 push it too hard i mean yeah like if it's late at night like just stop. that'll be two of us so you know what's nine hundred thousand miles a day two people you can do that in day and a half yeah Yeah. i could man (laughs) hey you know google says uh, like 22 hours yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know what what is what is weird though so when I drive drive long distances, I have these you know rules, so to speak. But when I drive long distances with Manny, they seem to all go through, all go out the window. Because hey, he can eats. you pull over at the next rest stop? Oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and you you pass right by. Why didn't you pull over? Oh, I'm so sorry. My bad. I'll pull over at the next. Well, first stop. of all, his side his side door looks like an Asian supermarket because it, it has every Asian snack I've never seen before in my life. It does. You up never on the know side. when your last meal is going to be. You want to be prepared. Like we're going to get stranded on an island or something <laughs> and then you need to have the lollipops to keep you awake and you got to be hydrated yeah. but yeah it's funny yeah, and when, I, when i get in the passenger seat it's like everything shuts down and i can fall asleep within minutes oh yeah he's the worst co-driver because I, where were we were coming home from uh works reunion monterey and we, we had, had we had to catch a flight we had to catch a flight and, and ex- all uh, i asked him to do was to hold the gps this is when we had like a separate gps <laughs> bro just hold the gps because i didn't have a mount or something like that five minutes into it go, 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 go. i'm like i look over and the gps is on the floor <laughs> and so what he would do to mess with me is he would he, he purpose would jerk the wheel <laughs> so my whole body would slam the glass <laughs> on the side window wow. and i would wake up he would wake up God. he's the worst wow. justine is the best co-driver she stayed nice. awake for 30 hours Talking. I to asked me. my kids nice. about tea. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you did ask them about tea. And they said the that tea. means gossip. Yes, exactly. Not just talk. Yeah. They said that's gossip. Yeah. Spill the tea. All right, folks. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I think I'm good. Uh, be sure to watch the 1997 993 Turbo video that released on Saturday. If you haven't already, uh, Vu drove what 16,000 mile turbo. Oh, what a nice car that was. Without giving it away. Much more tame than I thought it would be. Um, I think it's like the perfect cruiser. And I'll just leave it at that. Watch the rest of the video mm-hmm. for the scores. And you, by the time you're listening to this, we've, uh, we've recorded Tech Tactics Live, the insurance, questions yes. of an insurance uh, car salesman. Yep. I think this is going to be huge. Um, There's so many questions. I, my wife was asking me questions because I was telling her about uh, how, you know, uh, people always judge insurance by what kind of rate they got mm-hmm. and not what it really, what the insurance offers. And I, and I said, yeah, I said, we were talking with Lee prior to the show and he was telling us about, you know, one of the things people ignore is limits. 
And uh, just because you reach a limit doesn't mean that the other um, person's a lawyer will stop suing you yeah. at that limit. They'll go after whatever you own, your house, mm-hmm. your uh, assets. Mm-hmm. And so you want to protect yourself. And she's like, well, now you're making me scared. <laughs> and uh, she's going, what are our limits? I said, I, I don't know. I said, it's, 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 you got to watch the show because oh. you got to make sure that you're properly covered. That uh, you know, Because if you ask people what... What insurance they recommend, if they have never had a claim, they think that's a great experience, and mm-hmm. they'll give you their insurance company, but it's all based on what rate they got. Yeah. But if, you know, if you ask someone if they had a claim and how was the claim, that kind of like really opens your eyes as how good your insurance yeah. company is. And then finding out the difference between an insurance broker who works for you and an agent who works for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really eye-opening uh uh, show it's, for it's a lot not of a topic that people want to talk about because mm-hmm. they tend to want to shy away from it. Because if you do know the details, as Roxanne said, you know it can be scary. But mm-hmm. you can't put your head under the sand, especially if you have valuable yeah. vehicles. You have or you have assets, obviously. That you know, once and this is what I tell my kids: is you're out there, you are basically representing the family. And if you do something wrong with the car and you hit something, they're going to come after all mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And so you need to be protected. So I think it. I think you're right. I think it's going to it's gonna be, blow up. It's going to. It's, it's going to blow up, as Bogdan would say. Um, it's going to be a great show. I think we'll get lots of questions, but it's also going to be a great resource for for us to refer to in the future. And and just talking with him yesterday, we this show probably could go for several hours, but we're going to have to kind of come. Yeah, we told it. him if it goes over well, we'd like to do a second show yeah. about. Uh, garage homeowner uh, yeah. insurance questions uh, how to protect your valuables uh, and not yeah. assuming your collectibles here's, that are valuable here's something that came up um at cars and coffee a few weeks ago and i don't know if you all listening or you all here at the table think this might be interested with the values of porsche these days and some of us not me <laughs> but some of us are selling them you know you may have bought let's say your 964 back in the day for 17 grand but now all of a sudden it's worth 100 grand when you go to sell it that's capital gains and what do you do with that and how do you report nothing. no i'm just kidding no well, well that's the thing like we were joking oh yeah. nothing you just set it up but what are the actual rules and what are some like i don't know if there's an expert that we can talk to and i don't know if we'll get into that but mm-hmm. it was a very interesting question because our cars are so valuable nowadays if you do sell them all of a sudden the government sees eighty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars deposit into your account they're gonna be like where did that money come from and where's my share yeah right interesting. so i would think uh depending on the car but uh the length of ownership and the amount of um money you put into the car for insurance for uh repairs maintenance uh, that's got to be offset it is, it is offset it would count towards that but let's take your 964 as a perfect example you paid 17 something for that thing right yeah but that was in 08 so i'm sure you take insurance repairs but that car is inflation. worth what, what now uh 80,000 so did you put that much money in the, that difference in, I bet in you insurance? You could add it up and take this. Is what this is where cars are not really an investment. Yeah, I mean, I know people will shudder when they hear this. I always say you're trying to minimize your loss mm-hmm. as much as possible. But uh, last I checked, I don't think I have to buy insurance for my stocks. Yeah, or I have to uh, maintain, maintain my stocks them. every six yeah. months uh, to change oil on them or or whatnot. Um, so. Uh, but see, That's isn't, the, question, isn't yeah. this thought-provoking, though? Like, to think about it. It's we'll like, have okay. to do it like, uh, 
um, you know, when they do the uh, 16 minutes and the person's in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyways, if you think that's a good idea, maybe we can do some uh, research and see if we can't find, find somebody to help us uh, talk through that topic. So anyways, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member um, and uh, you own a Porsche, grab that VIN, head over to PCA.org, and we'd love for you to become a member. Uh, if you don't own a Porsche, we have the test drive program, and we'll help you find one. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind-the-scenes photos, videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Always love seeing your messages, your comments on YouTube, and uh, drop us a comment on on Apple if you're able to. Um, podcast at PCA.org if you want to send us a message. If you want to stay in touch with all things PCA, be sure, again, to subscribe to all the PCA newsletters at PCA.org. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.